Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the Record Celtic podcast. I'm Liam Bryce and today I'm joined by Michael Gannon to discuss all the latest from Parkhead. And on the pod today, as Celtic demand answers from Sky Sports over the Alfredo Morelos mistranslation, we look at what even by Scottish football standards has turned into a monumental row. And we also look back on Celtic's 4-0 win over Motherwell inspired by the magic of Odson Edward. Michael, I suppose there's only one place to start um, this week, which even by, as I said, even by Scottish football standards, this is... Oh, where do you start? This is gro- <laughs> well, exactly, where do you start? The Alfredo Morelos interview that appeared on Sky, that we then told how it had been mistranslated, uh, original claims of racism against Celtic fans aren't, weren't actually made by Morelos. The interview was then pulled by Sky... Celtic issued a statement, Sky explained, and Celtic have now issued another statement. So, as I said, where do we where do we start on this one? Well, the, the latest is that Celtic have put out a statement today. I mean, there was a Sky apology made last night, and um, today Celtic came out and said, listen, we need to, that's not that's not acceptable apology. We need to know where the translation came from, who provided this translation, because the, um, I think the issue is that, that Celtic were implicated in this, this, this interview despite having never been mentioned in the interview. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think they want to know is, where has that came from? Um, the suggestion is that it was the Morello's agent was providing the translation and transcript. Um, but that's yet to be confirmed by any party. So mm-hmm. I think Celtic want, they've written to Ofcom um, to complain, um, their name being besmirched by this this phantom interview that never took <laughs> never actually happened yeah. as such, or, or was embellished. Um, so they want, they want further details, they want to know where this came from. Um, listen, it's Celtic fans have been wanting a, a kind of st- strong response from their, their, their club and I think they've got it. I mean, it's a, a pretty big, strong, bold statement that they've made um, demanding demanding answers. Um, so we'll have to wait and see where it goes from now. It's both back in Sky's court. Um, I think we also need to hear from Rangers because their nothing player... Nothing as yet. Nothing yeah, as yet. I think... I think um, uh, listen, it's quite nice. Celtic are saying that our Federal Merrill deserves an <laughs> answer. I know. They're right, but it's not their place to say that. Uh-huh. It's Rangers. A Rangers employee has been mistranslated or misquoted on a national broadcaster, and we've yet to hear from from them. So I think the ball Celtic have now have have now put the ball firmly in the court of, of Sky and Rangers mm-hmm. um, to get to get to the bottom of this this mystery. Um, we thought that the, the, the private investigator maybe we, could, maybe we could hire the private investigator. Oh, maybe maybe um, there's another job. The worst private investigator in Scotland, who was under under the Middles Carl at the weekend. We thought that was the daftest story of the week. Yeah, but it seems to have kicked I mean, on you, our it's, level. It's 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 mental. You think yeah. you, you said that that's you thought that would. I mean, in any sane world, you would think well the the 
private investor gate, I think, is well, probably Pete, the strangest ha, story ha, of the Pete season. Nonsense, yeah, but no. And it turns out not to be even the strangest no. and most outrageous story of the week. But I mean, that's not to, we say strange and outrageous, it's not to, you know, sort of downplay, you know, how kind of serious this is because it's obviously an allegation of racism yeah. made against Which I think, Celtic by the way, fans. I, and it's, I mean, I know that's when we're on the Celtic podcast here and we're talking about football and all that stuff, but listen, if anyone else comes out and says that he has suffered racism across the board in Scotland, mm-hmm. I think he actually mentioned Aberdeen specifically. Yeah. And the, uh, the actual, the real transcript, mm-hmm. uh, real translation. Um, and that's a serious allegation that has to be taken seriously. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, because of the way this has been packaged up and presented, that's been lost it's a wee has bit. has been lost, hasn't and it? I don't think we should lose sight that this is a, a kid from Colombia who said he's, he suffers from racism in Scotland, which is appalling if that's the case. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand people are saying that, 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 that we could do with evidence of that, but there has been evidence that guys from Aberdeen were, were, were done with the cops for it. Mm-hmm. So it has, but there's evidence of it happening, and that's unacceptable. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's this, this whole kind of carry on around the actual interview and the, and the fake news part of it. Is, is now overtaken that, but let's yeah. that's, that's not, that's not forget that aspect either. That's something that has to be addressed as well, because um, uh-huh. that's happened too often in Scottish football. There's coconuts at Easter or at Tynecastle and all that stuff. There was Scott Sinclair getting it. Yeah. She Logan she got Logan it last weekend. Some, some half wit kid. Sorry. So listen, I mean, let's not let's not take away from that uh-huh. aspect. That has to be addressed and dealt with. Yeah. Uh, and and rid to the game, uh, but that like as we we're saying that the, the the rest of the mechanics around this story has taken on a kind of. A new twist, and it's becoming all all encompassing. Mm-hmm. Um, listen, and I say Celtic have, have firmly put it back into the court of of, of Sky, and by extension, to Rangers. Because they're the only two parties that know actually what happened, f- for sure. Well, no bits and bobs and all that stuff, but the only parties that know for sure are Sky and Rangers, and they have to come out and say, this is how this happened. How did they get from A to B? How did they get from his original words to those words that came out? And that's what Celtic have asked for. And I think that's what the general wider public uh-huh. deserve to know as well because yeah. we have to be able to trust our, our broadcasters and the clubs as well yeah. because we can't they can't just be having fictitious quotes put out. And I mean, if it was, if it was a journalist who'd made up quotes, they'd be out of a job. Mm-hmm. Unless you're Boris Johnson who yeah. becomes Prime Minister for doing the exact same thing. <laughs> forgetting. You can actually <laughs> move up in the world at times. Yeah, you can become PM of making up yeah. quotes. Um so, but uh, it's going to be interesting to see how the other parties now handle it because, because Celtic have um, taken it up a notch. Do you think Celtic fans will be happy with how the club have handled it? I think certainly I think, online. It, it oh yeah, seems, I mean that's obviously a, a, a balance. It seems so. Um, I would think so. Yeah, because I think listen, I think a lot of Celtic fans maybe were um, a little bit bruised by the initial interview, the mm-hmm. accusations, and I know the club, the club were. Um, so yeah, I think I think that they have been calling a lot of them have been calling on on Celtic to take to take a firm stance and stand up for the for the for themselves. And I think they can't they can't really say they haven't done it this this week. Yeah, I think I think there's been times on this podcast where we've kind of said you know you know enough of the the statements. There's two minutes yeah. of that flying about. But I mean yeah. this is an exceptional case. You can't really. I don't think we could really say that in this instance, could we? It's been a bit of a weird week. I think this is um, the, kind of, the, the kind of the what about today and the tit for tat stuff. I think we could maybe do a wee bit without. Yeah, um, I think that's a separate issue to be addressed. Yeah, that's different. This, this is this is um, listen. That's what I'm saying. There's, there's, there's accusations made that that turned out to be they weren't made, mm-hmm. and where is that came from? That's um, that's what they want to find out, and it's understandable because. It, there's questions need answered. Yeah. 
Uh, well, believe it or not, there was actually some football played this week as Allegedly. well. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> we're here. Uh, we'll confirm that as soon as we can. Uh, no, I mean, Celtic, great form continuing. Another four goals past Motherwell uh, on Wednesday night. Uh, Odson Edwards, the star of the show, as he seems to be yeah. every single week. And he's even he's uh, drawn some lofty comparisons from certain Mr Sutton. Yeah. Yeah, so he compared them to Henrik Larson, which is doesn't get much. He's not, and Sutton's not going to say that lightly. A man who's played alongside yeah. Larson for years. Uh, and I think it, it is. It's lofty. I think it's a wee bit early to do that. I think, mm-hmm. but um, because I think Larson showed over a whole course of a career, didn't he? Um, yeah. And it's already to do that in retrospect, but he was something special with Larson. I think best player of a generation for Celtic, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think um, it does quite that level yet. But yeah. listen, he, he has been. Sensational since the winter break. He's been great all season, in fairness. Um, but since he come back, I think he's been electric. Yeah. Um, the goals are flowing. It's not just the goals though; it's the all-round play. It's just yeah. so impressive. Um, it's just completely tearing teams to shreds. I, mean, I think I think Stephen Robinson last night, my manager, said that it was unplayable. Aye. Which I to phrase I don't like, but like he, I don't. It's a cliche. I don't like actually. Yeah. But it's um, but you can see where he's coming from yeah. because it, it was just. They just could not get to grips with them, yeah. and they're, they're far from alone. I, th- I think what you mentioned about the the all round play of Edward, I think obviously, I mean, it's very unlikely that he's of that he would he's going to stay at Celtic long enough to match the goals tally of Larson or the appearances. No. Or but I think the 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 all round play and these these kind of moments that he's providing, it's almost like a kind of emotional thing with Celtic fans. They've not really maybe had a guy who is so all round good. And who's providing these big moments, special moments, the way Henrik Larsson used to do? So I think there may be an element of that. That's where this is coming from. Just the, the, the talent. Dem- and the Dembele was good at that. I mean, Dembele produced big moments um, mm-hmm. as well. Um, I think Edward is on course to be better than Dembele. I think he might actually be already better than Dembele, yeah. which I didn't think would be possible. Uh, I thought they had a right good play on their hands with Dembele, but I actually think, in terms of all round play, I think. Um, Edward is, is maybe actually on another level again. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> the difference is he's not. He doesn't seem to be a guy who's agitating to to move. I mean, I think I think even after Dembele's first season, there was a lot of talk and a lot, a lot of kind of whispers and mm-hmm. um, and rumours and and I think he was looking quite quickly Dembele to 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 move on. Yeah. Um, eventually got his move. I don't think you get quite. I don't think the same kind of personality. I think he's. I think he, listen, nobody knows him that well because he doesn't do an awful lot of press. His English hasn't, still isn't great. He's not confident in his English. Yeah. Um, so there's still an element of mystery about there him. There is an element of mystery. But um, speaking to people around the dressing room, and, and, and he's a quiet, he's a really quiet lad. Quite quite shy in some ways as well. He's, yeah. he's not that um, that comfortable in certain sort of situations. His English isn't great. Yeah. It's but better. I think it is all right, but he's... Even uh, I think I think he demanded a match performance on Sky a couple weeks ago, and he was a bit awkward yeah. to do the the, the post match <laughs> two minute job after I d- the game. I do remember then the, when Neil Lennon um, said a while ago that he can understand English well enough when he wants to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, he also talks with his eyes. Uh-huh, <laughs> he says he, he, would yeah. say, he would say things, and you would see the eyes coming round as yeah. if his eye. But yeah, I mean, he, he does seem like a bit of a almost like an introverted character, yeah. and quite a likable. By yeah, that, I think he, he seems. He comes across as quite likable. Yeah. I think. I see. He's, he's quiet in the dressing room. By all accounts, he is a quiet kind of lad. He's, uh, he's not particularly flashy. But um, and I think about him. Listen, mentioned the Morelos thing, and, and mentioned 
with Lee Griffiths as well. And these guys seem to kind of attract headlines, good and bad, all the time. Um, whether it's doing things on the pitch or getting involved in things off the pitch and all these things. Whereas Edward, he just floats along, barely a booking in his career. I mean, all right, he was younger, he had a bit of a flashpoint, didn't he, when he fired the air pistol at somebody. Gun, Maybe yeah. he learned that lesson. Aye, he but, learned it quickly. But in, in Scotland, in Scotland, there's been not a peep. Mm-hmm. I mean, not a, not, no lashing out or red cards or getting embroiled in disputes or uh, clashing with punters or nothing yeah, like that. It's, it's all just, been football headlines, isn't just it? Just all, but it's football. And, he's, and the football's talking for itself right now because he's been sensational. Um, I would say that I think people are saying that, that Griffiths has been helped by playing alongside Edward. I also think Griffiths playing the team has allowed Edward since the break mm-hmm. a bit of freedom to, to spin deep, to drop and look for the ball. And, and he's, he's beating players and going to run. He's facing his goal. He's not always he's back to goal. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really helped his game as well. Yeah, um, I would agree with that. So I think Definitely. I think Griffiths, who I don't think is quite, and in terms of all around game, is not quite there yet. Um, mm-hmm. I think he's still a wee bit rusty. Um, it's just his, he just scores goals, Griffiths. Yeah. And it's just um, his presence, as you said, that seems to have free dead. But he's a great, he knows Griffiths, is, especially on a two, he's a great runner and he'll, he'll drag defenders. Yeah, he'll play off the shoulder. And, yeah. yeah, and he's linking up great with um, Edward. They seem to have a kind of really good relationship in terms of knowing where each other are and mm-hmm. little dummies and I mean, we, turn, we pass around the corner and all that stuff. Yeah. But it's working a, it's working a treat right now. Um, but Ed, Edward's going to be, I think he is. I, I don't, uh, long term, I think somebody's going to come in from that. I mean, you think the market for strikers across Europe, I mean, you hear a lot of talk about Dembele now, funny mm-hmm. enough. Um, Dembele's probably going to cost somebody 50 million quid from Leon. Um, Edward has to be that same market. And are people going to be looking at him and think, well, maybe this is actually, in terms of prospect, this might be even, it may be even better. Yeah. And it, may, it might be, I mean, 30 million or <laughs> 10 million or 40 million, I don't know. Uh-huh. But either way, he's going to make serious, serious money for Celtic at some point. But he's got to be, if he does go, it'll be some loss right enough because he is terrific. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's the best player in Scotland at the moment. Uh-huh. Um, I know, this, I know there has been this big debate about Miles against Edward, but I yeah. genuinely, I mean, I don't, I'd actually think, I don't think it's, I think it's, it's it's Edward by a good bit. I think he's on another. It's not just goals he's going. Level, in terms of talent, I natural so. talent, I think he's on think a kind so. of different All level right. to to Morelos and I think probably anybody else in the country yeah, at the I moment, so, as yeah. you say. Um, but we could just touch on Lee Griffiths as well. It's just, the, I mean, it was not so long ago that people were, you know, speculating that it might be all over for him at Celtic, but he's certainly, he's proven people wrong. Another goal last night. And as you said, this partnership with Edward seems to be working for him as much as it is for the Frenchman. Very much so, yeah. It seems to be going pretty well for him. I think I don't think he's there yet. Like I said, I don't mm-hmm. think he's quite there yet, but he is, he is in the right trajectory. And he seems to be in a better place than I'm a wee bit concerned about he's on the pitch. He's, he seems a wee bit angry, and he's he's making gestures, with celebrations to to pundits, to to, to fans. Mm-hmm. He's the, the tape thrown at Kamark, the wee bit, the wee stampy episode that happened. I didn't think it was a, a real. I thought it was a bit of a overblown, to be honest with you, personally. But there's always wee wee things, yeah. and he seems a wee bit on the kind of edge of. But he seems determined to kind of. I think I think I referred to it as the kind of get it up use kind of <laughs> attitude, and whatever I mean that's but a pent up frustration yeah, possibly over these past few. I don't, I don't, which I don't think is 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 the healthiest of of ways to be to be motivated. No, because um, it could blow over a wee bit. Aye, um, possibly because he could look. I think he should look at Edward and see how cool. I mean, I mean, not flustered at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, gets occasionally a few wild tackles on him as well. And he's up and dusts himself down and gets on with it. 
maybe I really leave at that book. But listen, you can't criticise him because he's, he's doing well and he's, and he's um, we've spoke to him a couple of times since then. He's a decent place right now and, he, and he's he's determined that's to, to, to prove that he's, he's still got it. Still got it at Celtic. Because yeah. it's, it's been a while for him, but I because I mean, all right, a year, kind of, almost a year, nine months out. But even the kind of six months before that, he was in and out. And it, so it's been the best part of 18 months mm-hmm. that he's not really been a, a regular. Um, and even then, under Dembele, he kind of, I think Dembele injured a few times, he came in and did really well. But since the kind of 40 goal season, it's now three or four years ago. Yeah. Um, he's not, maybe not nailed it down. So I think it, he's acknowledged, acknowledged that himself, was it? Yeah. The other week there. Yeah. He says, I can't keep living off the 40 goal keep, season keep, and those two on it, yeah. free kicks against England. Yeah. So he knows that, I suppose, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. And he's 29 now, he's 30 this year. He's, he's going, but he's maybe, maybe realising that you only get one shot in the swings. Time's run. Not time's running out, but you only get one vote yeah, it. Yeah, you so maybe it's, maybe the penny's dropped a bit in that respect. Um, and he, has, he seems to be working hard and everyone at, at Lennox Town says he's been battling himself in training. Um, so he's getting there and he's, and listen, he's scored. Listen, I think he could put, I think he could put Lee Griffiths in a, well, a wheelchair up front he scored, he scored 15, <laughs> 20 goal a season. He's just such a natural goal scorer. I mean, his record's phenomenal. Really. I'd like to see that actually. See what <laughs> <laughs> but he's, was it four, four and five starts? Uh-huh. Six, six appearances. Um, which is some going, mm-hmm. really? Um I think he's, he's, he is benefiting from having Dembele alongside him um, and the fact that Celtic have got players that are in form around about him I mean Cal McGregor's come back mm-hmm. with a bang it's another one um, yeah uh, Olivia and Cham's come back really impressive Celtic pull players off the bench Ryan Christie off the bench Tom Tom Rogic off the bench um, El Yunusi was back in the bench El Yunusi's now back but yeah. the, the guys are it's, it's some artillery to have coming off the bench um, so he's, he's benefiting but he's, he's, he's playing his part for Celtic yeah. now so do you think the the three five two is here to stay. I think but at the moment because it's obviously it would probably you can't really as good as Griffiths has been. You, you, if it's one up top, then you'd imagine there's only one guy who's going to get an odd. So you think it yeah crucial for it, him it, in that sense. Uh, it's working. I mean, I mean, Celtic now have come through some difficult, potentially tricky matches. Kamark away, St Johnston away, and uh, Mullerwell away, mm-hmm. and you think they're, they're potentially sticky games that people may be looking at thinking. That could be the ones, the bit of slip up. I mean, at Motherwell, you think that's all right. Motherwell took a bit of dull one at the weekend uh, against Livingston, but yeah, they've been good all season. They have been, and they uh, and they gave Celtic a right good game. Or they won not so much. The five two games a bit weird, but um, they have <laughs> done in the past. Uh-huh. And you think this could be a potential tricky one. Yeah. And Celtic go away. All right, the first half was they had was another goal. Motherwell, but I think Celtic just wore them down in the end. Didn't and they? then battled them second half. Yeah. Once, once they were they were kind of running out of puff. And we gave them a chasing for a while. So that was they were I mean I was St Johnson the previous week, the first half was completely was a, blitz. a blitz, yeah. I mean, men possessed. So they have been really, really impressive since they come back. There's mm. a lot of players right in form. Yeah. Uh, and then guys coming back from injury, so they're they're, they're flying. Sort of reminiscent I mean, of the why would you change it? No, I suppose not. It's sort of reminiscent of the start of the season, you know, that kind of run that they like, with the seven against St Johnston, five against Motherwell. I know there was a that bit of a, yeah. So yeah. I mean, there's an element of that about it, yeah. Because I think Six you, I think County, you t- touched on it, touched on it. What? I touched Touch, on it. <laughs> you touched on it. Uh, no, you touched on it before the winter break that you know Celtic they looked a bit leggy. Yeah, in those last few games. That time of year, 
I think, I think they've always have done because you're going back years. right back to July when they start. I mean, yeah. where was it? They started in started in Sarajevo. Yeah, that. that was. I mean, but it, it tends to be. The, I mean, the Vinny Rogers years, the three seasons that got to that Christmas time, they were they kind of crawled to mm-hmm. Christmas. Um, the, the, because of the, the the sheer workload, does add up. And Celtic do rely on a lot of their, their key guys. I know the squad strength and depth is there, mm-hmm. uh, and they can rotate. Likes of Rogic, Christie, it's called the front men, and it a few the white guys. Though, but but the, the spine of the team, I mean, McGregor's, Brown, these guys are of the forest. These are the guys every week. And, it, and I think it does take its toll. So by the end of December, they do tend to be a bit jaded. They have been in recent years. But, um, and then you see it, we break, they come back, and they do seem to put the foot down. That's been the, the, the kind of theme for the last four or five years in a row now. Mm-hmm. And it's happened again. Um, and what it does is it puts pressure on. I mean, you look at, it does put pressure on Rangers. Have to come back yeah. to the bang has put pressure on. I, I think that it's hard to ignore because because mm-hmm. um, they know there's no margin error. They're not going to get a break anywhere um, because Celtic have, are, have been so kind of relentless at the moment. Wonder what they get up to in Dubai. What does yeah, well, <laughs> this works works so well for Celtic? I'm myself. I know. Still feel uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Oh, well, as you said, it's you know, there's one team come back with a bang and the other have sort of stumbled. Um it's almost it kinda of almost feels like a bit harsh on Rangers, if I could dare say that on this podcast, that uh, you know, they were getting sort of stick for dropping some points there, but it's like the standard that Celtic are holding them to really, isn't it? It's well, it's almost a, a a near impossible standard to, to maintain in terms of just continually picking up points and points yeah. and points. I think, I mean, I've, I've not got my, my notepad in front of me at the moment, unfortunately, but I think they're 11 points ahead of where they were this point last year. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, I think, I think they're six points behind the Invincible season. Mm-hmm. And which was a season that's a spike. That's not, that's not a regular that's season. Anomaly. That's, a, that's yeah. a complete anomaly. So they're, but they're not far off it. Uh-huh. I mean, it's pretty, pretty impressive stuff. And I think any other season... Rangers will be top of the league by now and mm-hmm. comfortably top of the league. Yeah. Um, certainly last season. Um, although last season they both had dropped quite a few points. I think they both lost three or four games by this stage, which is more than a lot of times, a lot of seasons through the years. But um, this year, I mean, it's been pretty, I mean, it's it's been completely and utterly relentless at Celtic. So it does make it hard to kind of hang on the coattails. Um, but Rangers losing five points in a week was, was, was a biggie. And that's I mean, they could could be looking back on that in a few months I think potential. I mean there's still a long way to go but Celtic you've got to think at some point they're going to hit a, hit a bump at some point mm-hmm. I mean like you say in, in Scottish football terms two bad results is a, is a minor <laughs> crisis and that's a sticky patch uh-huh. so they might they might have a bad week when they drop a couple of draws in a row or a defeat in a draw or a couple of defeats you never know but at the moment you can't, you can't really see it coming now mm-hmm. but then that's when it pops up and you least expect it these things yeah um, I don't think many people would expect the Rangers to lose at, at Tynecastle. No. Um, given their, their form, and even since then they've showed it's <sighs> not great. Uh-huh. Aberdeen um, as well, struggling. Aberdeen, that game suits Aberdeen right enough. It does, it does. Um, they don't have to go looking for, for goals, which is they, they, they can't struggle to get these days. Um, so that was always going to be an awkward one, I think. But then they, Aberdeen get clattered for five, I watched the last time round, albeit with a, quite a young side. But... Um, no, it is, it's 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 difficult. But, but Celtic getting the early goal at Mallow, that does pile the pressure on. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the way we are now because you got you got two horse race, and it is. It's when they're playing at the same time. Um, I'd imagine the tension would have been felt mm-hmm. back in Glasgow, 
um, when the goals start flying in at, um, at Firth Park. But listen, fair play, Rangers got the result. They pulled it out of the, out of the bag. Um, because at one stage, if it, it went nil down and Celtic coast, or go heading towards coasting at, at Firth Park, I mean, you're, you could hardly see a way back at that point if the gap gets extended even further. Yeah. Um, so, but like you say, you, got, you, got, you expect some kind of bump somewhere, but mm-hmm. where at this point in time doesn't look doesn't look like I mean, even just to you know underline how quickly Celtic have come back out of the traps since the winter break after the they got beat by Rangers on the 29th of December. The two, I mean, it's not just the points gap that's opened yeah. up. The two teams had a goal difference of 42 after that game, and now five games later. Uh, Celtic are now on a goal difference of forty seven and Rangers on just forty five. So it's it's kinda again is fifty what did I say? Did I say forty seven? Uh, I meant to say fifty seven. Yeah. yeah, a twelve a twelve goal swing in those games, which as you say is a point. So again yeah. it just underlines That's a point. Uh, the um, the pace that they've set. So that that could be could be key. I, mean, I think they still have got two old firm games to go. Mm-hmm. Um and there will be points spilled somewhere. So but that could be a that could be Extremely important, um, especially. It's like to say this run, they shouldn't have that kind of. Nobody expected that kind of gap of, of goals when you've got Kamark away, St Johnson away, or St Johnson are kind of a bit of a bogey side. Yeah, a bit of a bogey <laughs> side. But still, on paper, they were a bit better. They've been better. They beat mm-hmm. Aberdeen last night, and then Mull away. They were their games at Celtic. Would I said one nothing up the road, happy, and yeah. they scored three, three, four, four and four, yeah, four and four. I mean. <laughs> It's particularly impressive, mm-hmm. um, given that these are tricky fixtures. Uh, and everyone keeps saying, oh, Celtic Eagle now go and play four of the next six away from home. Rangers have got four at six at home. Yeah. Rangers have dropped points at home, mm-hmm. and Celtic have been battered teams away from home. Um, and that's what's given them this cushion, uh, which could, I think it could be vital towards yeah. the end. Um, but, listen, the way it keeps going now... And, and We've got the Europa League to come back in as well. Yeah, and that, I mean, potentially, that they're, they're big games. I think Aberdeen, Celtic are at Pataudry mm-hmm. before they go as well. So that's, that's another key away fixture. Yeah. Um, like I say, Aberdeen can maybe suit someone against these teams a wee bit. I know they haven't had a great record, but they've got the point in Ibrox. So another tough one. And then Europe. And then if they get through, there's going to be two sides could be in Europe. Around about old firm week, they could play each other in Europe. Oh, I remember. Oh, yeah, I, I think it's mad this week. Wait, if it's your hands out of that, I get the hat. Oh, God, we'll be needing the months off from Scottish football <laughs> after that. Uh, but as you say, I mean, that Europa League games um, come up on the horizon, and the, uh, the Europa League squad um, was confirmed. And it's a bit of a another kind of disappointment for Marion Schwed, who dropped out of the, the Europa League squad and there was some comments from Neil Lennon saying that he's sort of struggling with the, the language and getting up to the level in training. Um, so again, it's a, it's a strange one. Compa- I mean, because I think Lennon said during the winter break that he was seeing like sort of good saw, signs yeah. from, but was that maybe just a wee sort of message to him? Or Perhaps, to yeah. Because it's, yeah, it's just because there was a bit of online <clears throat> chatter about yeah. Schved and dropping out of the squad, it's almost a kind of another sign that he's fallen. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't look as though it's, it's one really of those. From, is it? uh, young lad, it's hard to kind of come to a country at 21. Mm-hmm. It's just not really worked to me. So even when they arrived, it was, that was a famous one when Brendan Rodgers said, oh, he's another we've winger. We've got a million of them. Yeah. Which was a bit of a snider, really, for the kid um, coming in. Um, already by that point in time, it had gone a bit, 
bit sour. <laughs> it was a bit of a, a message upstairs rather than Somewhat. anything else. Um, yeah. But yeah, he's quite a slight fella, isn't he? He's quite. He's not the biggest, and he's. I think yeah. he looked alright. Anything he's kind of popped he up. Did. He looked technically. Yeah. He looks as if he's got real yeah. ability, but, but he's young. So mate, listen, you would kind of you wouldn't want to write him off completely. Yeah. I don't think you can you can really play down the. You know, the impact if you are struggling to learn the language, you're a young guy away, miles, hundreds of thousands of miles away yeah. from home at a young age. It is, it's difficult for, for people, really, it is. isn't it? So, I mean, I, I'd imagine they've all given him time. Yeah. Because I think Lennon did, when he said, you know, he's struggling, but he did caveat that by saying that he believes he's still a very talented yeah. footballer. So, um, But he's another one of these guys that fall into the bracket, the kind of, the kind of vacuum bayous and... Yeah. and can um Kiwasi and, and they just they don't know long term you kind of wonder if they've got a future at the club they've not made an impact at this point in time. Sved's a young guy, uh, it might I mean um he might get a chance at some point and he might surprise people because mm-hmm. that's but they're just waiting for an opportunity and they might get chucked in somewhere and do something and all of a sudden like it turns around for them, it can happen. I mean, I mean, Ryan Christie now is a bit of cliche. Has he wasn't particularly going anywhere at Celtic at one point in time? It looked like maybe another loan deal would be happening. Then he gets a chance, he takes it, and all of a sudden, and that's it. All of a sudden, yeah. fans are kind of pining for him to come back from injury and suspension and all that stuff. So you never know. But I've got my doubts. I must admit, but I'm not basing it on anything. I don't mm-hmm. think I've only seen him. Well, it is hard to base it on anything. Really, like I've not really seen anything. Unless you're, you could be sitting next to the bus these days. Unless you're, what is he? Um, and Marvin Comper's old. Yeah, it's <laughs> 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 no, not, not he's quite in there yet. Is he not? No, I don't no. think he's quite in the compare suite. Right, but, uh, okay, well, we'll not give him that. Yet. No, but he can't, he can't include him in the European squad because he's limited I in suppose numbers. You've only got a certain yeah. number of numbers, and he's got a decent squad that he can mm-hmm. he can use. And I mean, he I can't su- really use a body up that's not going to play. Uh huh. So uh, yeah. it's not it's not the environment to do that. In. Yeah, he was never. I suppose he was never going to get into that squad. Was no. he? I think it's just different when people see it actually written down. You know. You can actually but see you pick between Sved or a Frimpong or something oh, like that. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Uh, so next up for Celtic is Clyde away. Yeah. That'll bring back some memories for some. Including the manager. Including the manager, exactly. Right. I mean, that was an, an infamous day, what's your recollection of that one? Can you uh, remember much of it? I was actually I wasn't even living in Scotland at the time, I was living down south, so I can't actually remember. Um, where I was or what I was doing I was probably covering English Low League Football at the time uh, <laughs> Championship <laughs> League 1 in England or something like that so I wasn't I wasn't part no. of, I wasn't working up here at that point in time I remember the result obviously uh-huh, I mean, yeah, I, I mean I remember the, the circumstances Roy Keane debut um, Dewey uh, Dewey Dewey <laughs> by the way who's now the fault guy for <laughs> I seen Gordon Strachan <laughs> saying no, it wasn't uh, Dewey Keane or Neil Lennon it was more Dewey uh, you get hooked at half time alright uh, well, he's never going to blame Roy Keane uh, was he <laughs> no but um we're digging through uh, Roy Keane's book actually um, this morning about that that day. Uh-huh. It was quite it was quite funny. Um, his, <laughs> it was an absolute nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> his first game at Clyde. Um, apparently the punters were, were screaming um, for heads after it after uh-huh. the game. Even back at Parkhead, they got back to Parkhead and they're still fans <laughs> to the ground calling for blood. Um, <laughs> welcome. I think it was all welcome to hell. Uh, uh, that was killing them and all that stuff. Um, was that a plastic pitch? No, not back then. No, no, it was, was, um, it was grass back then. But that. listen, Clyde back then were, were in the, the first, the old first division. Yeah, had some good players. They were a decent um, side. Craig Bryson and all that. Um, I think Joe Miller came off the bench. He was assistant manager and player assistant manager at the time. Came mm-hmm. off the bench. Um, so they were a decent wee side back then. 
Uh, but it's still, that was a major shock. Yeah, that um, was massive. Circumstances are slightly different now. Somewhat, aye. Um, so I would be amazed <laughs> if it has to repeat itself. Aye. But it's a wee reminder, doesn't it, that, that cup shocks can happen. They can happen. And that was, I see that, all that fanfare about, about, um, about Roy Keane playing for Celtic. I think, I think even all the English media had piled up to cover the game and yeah. all that, the big fans. Because, I mean, the, the Keane <laughs> hadn't really been seen at that point since he, he got binned at Man United, yeah. really. Because that was when he, he did the interview on MUTV and Well, uh, yeah, a couple of weeks. A couple of weeks. Uh, well, he signed for Celtic in that, December. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But couldn't play to the January. Yeah. So he agreed to sign in December. Um, I think he must have binned or left Man United maybe on before that. And mm. Listen, he was all set to go to Real Madrid. Mm-hmm. Real Madrid, they offered him a deal. And he was going to go there. Um but he had concerns about his 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 condition and his fitness and his his body. I think he said he kept talking about how his hip, I was reading this this morning. His <laughs> hip was louting, and it was really giving him jip. And, oh, um, my hip. Um, I kept talking about how his hip was sore, and it, so he, he said, "No, I want to go." And he actually thought it'd be a bit easier. Uh-huh. Celtic, but it turned out it wasn't the case. He fixed it was actually a lot harder than he thought it was going to be because he's paid. But obviously, the standard as well. It was um, it was a lot higher than he actually thought. Yeah. You see the numbers come up against Hibs and um, Kevin Thompson. And thinking, oh, these guys are actually quite good. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't expect this. I didn't quite expect this. Um, you imagine how he must have felt after that Clyde game, thinking I could be in Madrid just now. Uh, well, he said he got on the team bus, and the first thing he saw was big John Hartson eating a bag of crisps and drinking a can of fizzy juice. What, was this before the game? <laughs> it's after the game. Oh. <laughs> um, but uh, aye, so that was... Um, I suppose one of those great moments of Scottish football. I Um, think the only thing that could top that for weirdness is is if uh, Danny Lennon decides to get his boots on again. You didn't put it past Danny. He played against the Celtic Colts recently, so I don't know if he was was just preparing himself for this. Yeah, but Danny Lennon was in in charge of St Mirren when when um, they beat Celtic in the Cup under Neil Lennon, remember? Mm -hmm. So there's a wee bit of symmetry there as well. Um, So I think Celtic will be on their guard. I I think there'll be changes in the team. I think he'll, yeah. he'll, he'll. I think he'll rest a few. I think Lennon will rest a few and bring a couple of guys in. I think you might see some um, some of the new boys featuring either from the start or, some, or, or more part of the game. So I think there will be uh, a freshening up the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there'll be maximum respect shown mm-hmm. to Clyde because he still can't afford to to to, to get another um, dull one. Yeah. But I think it would be uh, a few changes in the side without. Going too overboard, you would no, imagine. I, I would think. I mean, be, the only thing is, you want to 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 rest Griffiths and Edward on this. They're on form, but it's that balancing pitch, act, isn't it? Plastic yeah. pitch against League One team. I, I think the, the time for so Conor could be could be coming out for later. Could be being prepared. Yeah. Well, as we said, there's plenty of subplots, but we'll be back to discuss all of that next week. Uh, thanks to Mick for joining me. As always, be sure to subscribe on Acast and iTunes to get the pod as soon as it's available and you can also rate us on there as well. Thanks for listening.